Welcome to the Pod Charles Cinecast. Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. I am your host, Jonathan Foster. And with me every week is my co-host, my colleague, and my daughter. <laughs> Ariana Nancy Pictry. How's it going? It's going good, John. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, we're here on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Sunday, Sunday. Monster Truck Sunday. Where neither one of us are working. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. sick. And sick. we're up in my office, which lovely Jamie, our projectionist, who's we on today, um, who flipped us off last week, yeah. uh, <laughs> is working. And he like had the door open and had it nice and cool in here because it's normally like a, it's usually a hot, box. hot in yeah. there. Just, so yeah, it's good. Um, so it's not too bad. No, um, not too bad at all. And it's a really hot day-ish today. Yeah, but it was it's really cool. cold this morning. But we're yeah. doing okay because we've got we've got uh, <laughs> ourselves prepared for today. We've got ourselves very prepared for, for today. what we're talking about a little bit later, mm-hmm. and um, we'll discuss that in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing all right. Just yeah, we're doing you know. okay. We're doing um, okay. Yeah. So, how you been this week? I've been okay. Um, it's my week back at work. My family's left, so oh, it's yeah. just been sort of a catch up of. Yeah, I've got comedy things to do, and then I've got like Prince Charles things to do, and then I've got fuck it up things to do. So it's like a bunch of back trying to get back into the swing of things, nice. but like sort of it's sort of that whole thing of um, you know how like when you were in school, you had like a transition period. The first week of school after summer vacation was always yeah, a bit yeah. like lazy, and you don't really do anything, and then you kind of get into the groove of things. But this is me without that. It's just. Whoop. And I'm like, okay, this is what the real world is <laughs> yeah. like. So, That's good. Yeah. Getting into the mix. Getting into the mix. How have you been, Jonathan? Yeah, I've been all right. Been okay. Um getting uh getting just through stuff. Mm-hmm. Been busy um working and every you know, the same thing. Same it's story. The grind. It's the same story every Yeah, week. we're quite yeah. boring people yeah. um, I, in our personal lives. I so. am starting to like get sort of like yeah, because I'm going on holiday in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. And, um, I need to, like, obviously re- record a few episodes ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, me so too. Look yeah. forward to hearing some uh, some very funny recordings soon. Yeah. And also... Uh, the return of future John and <laughs> yeah, future Ari. Yeah. Welcome to Good Bagels, yeah. home of the Good Bagels. Can I Can take, I your, take order? your order? <laughs> Shout out, Good Burger. What's up, Cinecasters? It's Future John here. My ears were burning and I just had to make an appearance. Remember a couple weeks back, Ari and I mentioned that we had something very special in the works that we just couldn't wait to tell you guys? Well, here it is. For probably the first time in Prince Charles Cinema history, the Pod Charles Cinecast is going to present the 1997 Nickelodeon classic Good Burger, starring Keenan and Kel. Even better, it's going to be presented from 35mm. We've been teasing this all the way back to episode 5, and for ages I've been screaming at Paul, shout out Paul, that I wanted to see this film on the big screen. So we're super excited to be making this happen. But that's not all. After the film, we're going to present our first ever live podcast. All this is going to go down on Friday the 20th of September at 8.45. So get your tickets today at princecharlescinema.com. And just remember, I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. Hey, how's your visa watch been going? Oh my god! So I have updates. I know you have updates. How's <laughs> my visa watch going? Um, it's going. It's one of those things where, like, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum to you, wherein I must have something else before I can secure yeah. my visa. 
So I'm still on the job hunt, which is mm-hmm. pretty sick. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, cool, cool. More so, I think Edinburgh Watch is much more important because I'm trying to sort out getting to the fringe now. Which yeah. is the thing. I think that's the thing I'm stressing about this week. Okay, because I think you're similar in the yeah. sense that yeah. Well, we're both we're both on the Edinburgh Watch. To yeah. Be fair. Although I've also got accommodations. Yeah, so that's that's my only problem. That is my it's like only I've always, problem. I've always just got like that one little bit, like I'm ahead. Yeah, yeah. Slightly yeah. on you, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's Edinburgh your privilege watch. of being a white man. Uh, are we gonna blame <laughs> it on me being a white man? Okay. Yeah, that's what I blame everything on. <laughs> cool. I mean, fair. All right. <laughs> um, what's yeah? What's your picks for Edinburgh? Then I was gonna save this for like Twitter or something. Oh, okay. oh which I think we should still do. We'll we'll. We'll, we will. We'll post we'll put our, up. Okay. All right. So this is how we're going to do it. We're going to give our Edinburgh picks, and then we're, and then gonna, we're going to post about it on Twitter yeah. so people can actually find these people. Yeah. But uh, what are you excited about for the I'm excited Edinburgh for Fringe all, Festival? All my friends because they have shows. Yeah. Um. So my friends Mary, um, and Patrick have a show called Barely There at the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Cuckoo's Nest. Um. I think they're for Laughing Horse. Um. They're sick. They're awesome. I went to their last preview um at the Camden Fringe, and they're up there now. Their show started. Um. Was it, it's Sunday today, right? So the show started yeah. yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're amazing. They're splitting an hour, so Mary's doing half an hour, Patrick's doing half an hour. I'm also excited for fuck it up. Yeah, not just they have a whole yeah. We've got comedy showcase all yeah, day yeah, through. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We've got over a venue, it's right? every Friday and Sunday at the Gilded Balloon Patterhouse, which is sick. Yeah, um, yeah, it's at cool eleven fifteen p.m. So we're the late show. It's gonna be sick. I'm hoping to get up there for the week of the sixteenth. So sick. yeah. Maybe when you're up there, someone will let you jump on yeah, one of the showcase hopefully, shows. Hopefully, that'll be safe. there's a lot of those. Yeah. In case if any of you listeners out there aren't from here, or if you are from the UK, but you just don't know about The Fringe, The Fringe is a really sick uh, month-long comedy extravaganza. In it's comedy and the, theater. Yeah, Ooh. theater as well. Yeah. City of Edinburgh. And uh, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to go up every year. My wife is Scottish, so... Uh, you of know, course, sort of Scottish, I of guess. Of course, so, uh, we go up and we try to get as much comedy in as yeah. we can. There's also theatre at the fringe, yeah. which I was about to bring up. I just remembered my um, my friend India has a play on. Um, I'm trying to remember the title, but mm. it has something to do with being on Mars. I think this year is the year I'm going to go where I'll be going for the longest amount of time. Yeah, how and long are you like, going for? Well, probably three days. Okay. Where most okay. years I go for like a day. Yeah, and then that's it. Mm. Um, because my wife's family lives in Glasgow, but like she does have a friend that we crash with in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. and uh, which is great because accommodation. And I feel really bad for all the comedians mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, it's we're like all like skyrockets. It, when yeah, it's Edinburgh a French, French time. Comes. Yeah, it's kind of kind of sucks. Like but, I know um, a friend of mine is up there right now. She's literally sharing yeah. a room with someone, and she's only in to sleep and then out the next day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, every year I try to catch Colt Cabana, mm. who's a pro wrestler. Yeah, who does. Uh, an awesome show of bad commentary over wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. Usually he has a really funny comedian with him mm-hmm. um, to help commentate with him. So it's always really funny. Like last year, a woman in the audience had a dog in the front row. The comedian that was with Colt Cabana was like kind of fascinated by it and started like talking about it. And then you just realize this big wrestler man, Colt Cabana, was afraid of this little teeny <laughs> tiny dog. It was so funny. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I try to see that every year. I want to see if I can catch Adam Hess. Oh, yeah. Um, he, like, I've seen him so many times lately. He's really funny. Uh, uh, Suze Kempner. Like, Suze Kempner um, has got, yeah. yeah. like, we saw her last year, and that was the first time I'd seen her. She's done The Phoenix, um, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah, just really funny because uh, we ran into it, and we were like, holy shit, this is really funny. And then um, 
yeah, I was at the Phoenix like a few months later and she was yeah. on stage. I was like, whoa, she's here every week. And I've probably seen her like yeah, numerous yeah. times, but never noticed. So yeah, I'm going to check her out. Who else? Lou Sanders would be fun to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a I'm lot excited, of good yeah. stuff. I'm excited to see um, Phoebe Robinson as well. She's got a show. I'm hoping to catch that if I'm up there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's been Fringe Watch. Fringe Watch. Screw <laughs> Edinburgh Watch. watch. Screw, screw Visa Watch. How's your Visa Watch going, <laughs> Jonathan? Because you, you're the one with updates. Yeah. Um, all right. So Friday, I actually went to my appointment Ooh. for my biometrics. And this was really funny because... If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, who are from the UK and don't need to do this, they take <laughs> our um, photo and eyeball prints and fingerprints yeah. um, just so we can stay here. So we're... Yeah. <laughs> Recording. I'm in the system. We're in the system. We're all in the system. I've been in the system numerous times, so I don't yeah, know why I, I keep, keep doing again. this. Because we age. Um, but anyway, yeah, like I was there and I got to the place like about half an hour early mm-hmm. and it was in Croydon and mm-hmm. I tried to take my wife with me because I thought she was going to be able to go with me. It but didn't she say know. she couldn't. Yeah. And then we get into the line and you they're gotta like, do oh, you gotta, you gotta go in yourself. She yeah. can't go in. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So I went in kind of nervous just because I thought, which I think it you only been, have to be accompanied as a minor, Jonathan. Uh, I just <laughs> yeah. think my wife would have done a, like a better oh, but- <laughs> job than I did of like making sure everything was fine because oh, okay. we go in and, uh, I, I go in and I, I get served really quickly. It was yeah. before my appointment time, which okay. was at noon. I was in there like half an hour early and then, they take my photo, uh-huh. do my fingerprints. It's uh-huh. like one of these self-service machines. It's pretty simple. Oh, and then okay. um, I go back and wait for a second, and then they tell me to go to this desk. And there's no you, seats for you. Oh, okay. It's so weird. They were, they were, um, yeah, you're standing over a desk, and I'm really, really tall, and yeah, I just yeah. felt absurd. Yeah, and yeah, there was yeah. all these families around, but they kept sharing like a stool. A cubicle? Oh, like my Like one God. of those Ikea stools, like just sharing it to like have people sit down to take Revealing photos. Revealing the dark it's secrets so weird. of immigration. It was so strange. Um, yeah. And then the woman was just talking to me like a bit and then asked me if like I had any documents I wanted to like scan. And then I was kind of like, well, I think I've uploaded everything. I had her scan like my birth certificate because it didn't say anything about my birth certificate. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I know, she's just like clicking, clicking, clicking. And then she goes, okay, you, you ready for me to send this to the home office? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, is everything okay? Like, yeah. I thought this, you're supposed to like go through everything to make sure everything was fine. Yeah, and, she like, did. and then she was just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. And I was like, Oh God. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And if my wife was there, I think she would have been like, you know, a little bit Making more a look stern, one by like, one. Yeah. Like, Hey, you know, no, I, tell want, it, yeah. I want, I want to know this is right. This mm-hmm. is all right. Yeah. Everything's okay. And we're going to be fine. But you know, the thing is this company didn't like work for the home office really. Like they, they're just like our middleman who scans these documents yeah, or yeah. whatever. So whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So it's, it's, oh, in so limbo. you went to like an application center. As yeah. Opposed I mean, that's to just the, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to do that. Yeah. Like, anyway. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah. I, I'm in limbo now. I have oh, no idea. He's in, it's the waiting game. Six months. Oh up my God. To six months possibly for this. So who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? <laughs> By the time Jonathan actually gets his visa, I may not be. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. Uh, oh, man. That'd be so funny. We should, yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's stressful <laughs> it's stressful um, this is what we have to deal with Britain yeah <laughs> and this has been Visa, Visa Watch. Watch yeah so we're in the week of the ninth. Friday the 9th of August yep and uh What's your picks this week? Um, my pick this week, I didn't really have time to pick and choose, but um, Tuesday the 13th, we are showing Repo Man. Yeah, Repo Man. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? 
Um, I can see. Oh, we share a pick. Yeah. Yeah. So this week is a pretty damn good week at the cinema. Uh, we got. We don't have like a really big uh, new release or re-release. Yeah, this week, no, because so. a couple of things are staying on for yeah, a while. Like I imagine, like a, a lot of these things, like Reservoir Dogs like and the Matrix and stuff. Week, yeah. All these things have been really good. So we'll mm-hmm. see if they stick around. Um, I mean, who knows? Has Call Me by Your Name been doing all right this weekend? Yeah, I have been doing good. It's been. I've only gonna... went to one screening so far, <laughs> yeah. so I haven't managed to see. Yeah, like, but um, but yeah, I mean, we've got some good stuff in our repertory selections. We got Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction, another screening on Saturday. In case you missed it last yeah. Thursday, Enter the Dragon and Kill Bill. Kill Bill, double Bill, double Bill baby, on Sunday. Yes. And as Reaper I said, Reaper Man on Tuesday. But my top picks mm-hmm. this week. All right, so your second one we share. I've not watched these two films in a, in a while and I didn't watch them before we record it just because I intend to come see them at mm-hmm. least at least one of them on the big screen this week and I'm imagining that I'll probably end up being the first one because it's 35 millimeter yeah uh, but Field of Dreams 30th that's anniversary that's a baseball movie right yeah baseball movie Kevin Costner if you build it you will come <laughs> Yeah. What's that other baseball movie Kevin Costner did? Oh, uh, he did Bull Durham as well. Yeah, and no, then there was another one. And Jennifer- one called um, For the Love of the Game. That's the one. Yeah. Is that the one with Jennifer Garner? Or am I thinking about a different person? She might be in it. Yeah. I can't remember. I mean, it's not, it's not like a, it's newer than these. He's two, like, no, he's like much older in, yeah, in yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I've seen. It's basically the Kevin Costner baseball trilogy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the Kevin really Costner uh, baseball cinematic universe. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, For the Love of the Game is mm-hmm. like, it's a good movie. It's not as good as like Bull Durham and Field of Dreams in my yeah. opinion, but it's still a really like good movie and it's mm-hmm. really good about like capturing like uh, an aging player. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, John C. Riley's in it as well and he's really good. Legend. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a nice film. Uh, mm-hmm. Field of Dreams though, it's like probably the most like um, famous of the three mm-hmm. as far as being like award like award winning and mm-hmm. like nominate it and all that sort of stuff. So I mean I'm come I'm gonna go in. I haven't seen it in a while. I'm gonna go in and uh probably expect to have a cry. Oh, okay. Uh I'm about to have a cry after we finish recording this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Today's Synecdoche Day. New York. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm not wearing any eye makeup because I know I'm That's, going to yeah. cry. It's good good so, yeah. planning. But yeah, so, yeah. Field of Dreams. I mean, it's it's a lot about like dads and baseball, and like the That's main it. reason why I'm like into baseball is because of my dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I often think about it. I've been watching more baseball this year than I've watched in years because it's really hard to watch baseball. Yeah, over here in the UK. But I've been making an effort of like you know staying up when I can late and just watching some games and I get really invested into the team that I'm into because they have one of the best teams that they've who's, had like since I was a, a little kid. The Atlanta Braves. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. right. I forgot you were a sick fine. team. Yeah, sick team this year. I mean, I apologize to anyone who might feel bad about like the Braves being like one of those teams that has a uh, sort of a slightly weird uh, mm-hmm. mascot situation. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, they they got rid of the racist Native American man. So uh, yeah, it's a little bit more just chill. It's just it's just <laughs> it's like more chill. Yeah, now. it's a little bit more chill. Um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Your uh, second pick we share. It's also one of my yeah, picks. Yeah, my second pick, Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy. Top, for a while, top three favorite films. Yeah. Midnight Cowboy I was in there. Um, I need to see it again because I want to, I've been, I've been meaning to like mm-hmm. rework my favorite yeah, films. Yeah. Next week, we're going to talk about one of my favorite films of all time that has been number one for a long time. And like, yeah, I really need to rethink my favorite films. 
which film are we talking about next week? I'll find you'll out see, next week. Find out I next will week, find yeah. out next week. I don't yeah. know if we have a guest, but we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we'll have a guest either, but I don't think we'll need it. We'll just, yeah. I feel like we should just have a fun one next week. Yeah. We don't have a guest this week. Yeah, we don't, it's just us, guys. It's just us. <laughs> so if you're like waiting, yeah. waiting for uh, a third for the voice, guests, you ain't going to get one. You're not getting one, so you mm-hmm. may as well turn it off. Nope. If, you, yeah. if, you <laughs> if you're waiting one. for somebody else. <laughs> God, somebody please save us from this uh, Tieta Dragon or John and Mary. <laughs> um, Midnight Cowboy, I remember, um, like, I loved the first time I saw it. But um, it's one of my two, like, um, in uni, one of my two is Sal Anderson, who's a wonderful woman that's helped me through so much in university. It's, like, one of her favorites. Mm-hmm. And so um, we'd watch it a couple times every year, like, or clips from it just to dissect. And it'd always yeah. be a really good time in the room. And she would always get really emotional about it. And yeah. I was just like, ah. It's really well made. So um, well made. I mean. I mean, the actors are kind of yeah, scumbags that's now. That's the thing. That's the thing. God, like, all right, so. Another one of my favorite films that was in my top three, which I mentioned this not too long ago. I think uh, we were mentioning Taxi Driver, and I was mm. just saying that, like, Taxi Driver, yeah. watching that, I just didn't really, like, obviously, before last time I watched it, like, it was years and years ago, and that was before the whole incel thing really began. Yeah, yeah, even like, that, yeah. Even though that existed, it, yeah. it just didn't have a name, yeah. and it wasn't like in you know. The yeah, it was front. you that was like, oh yeah, Travis yeah. Bickle is king of the incels. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I yep, mean, of course. And it's so crazy to watch it back now, and mm-hmm. it didn't ruin the film for me, but it opened my eyes in a completely different way. I was yeah, like, holy shit! Like, um, oh no, completely. So, uh, Midnight Cowboy, I don't think it will do that, but but it's just, this has the different effect of like the actors being scumbags. Kind of, yeah, just annoying. Yeah, today. Um, just so, annoying today specifically. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Midnight Cowboy is well made. Yeah, uh, it's a gorgeous film. Like the only, well, I don't know if the only, but at the time it was like the first film ever to be an X-rated film that won the Best Picture, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, such a good soundtrack. Like every, uh, everybody's talking at me, Harry Nilsson. I was talking about yeah. Harry Nilsson the other day on the um, on the uh, Tarantino episode. Yeah. I mean, Harry Nilsson's awesome. Go listen to Harry Nilsson because you will you wouldn't believe the amount of amazing songs that that dude has written uh if you like russian doll that theme song from yeah, russian doll harry nelson yeah um so i'm glad he's starting to get some uh some recognition these days uh but yeah like that just that story the the relationship of of john voight and and um, yeah dustin hoffman. and dustin hoffman or should we just take them out of it yeah because they're the assholes yeah they're the, they're the <laughs> and we'll just call them uh, joe buck and uh, yeah and rats or rizzo but yeah um man wow such a good movie I don't think um, I've ever cried so much over people sitting in a bus ever in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's very like... Apart from maybe like, speed. I'm kidding. For uh, for the film, I mean, it's 50th anniversary. Yeah, yeah. 1969. So it was the tail end of the 60s. And like, man, like just what it did for like... It's one of those weird like prototypes of a, like a gay film in a yeah, way as yeah, well. No, so it's pretty awesome. But yeah. Um... I guess we should just get into the yeah. main event because also this week yeah. and we promised a few episodes back that we, that would we were going to do, do this one. and we are doing it. What are we doing? The Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're a Lebowski. I'm a Lebowski. That's terrific. But I am very busy as I imagine you are. What can I do for you, sir? Uh, well, sir, it's, uh, this rug I have, it really tied the room together. Uh, you told Brandt on the phone, he told me. Where do I fit in? 
Well, uh, they were they were looking for you, these two guys. Uh, you know, I'll they... say it again. You told Brandt on the phone. He told me. I know what happened. Yes, yes. Oh, so you know that they were trying to piss on your rug. Did I urinate on your rug? You mean, did you personally come and pee on my rug? Hello. Do you speak English, sir? Parla usted inglés? I'll ask you again. Did I urinate on your rug? No, like I said, woo or peed on my rug. I just want to understand this, sir. Every time a rug is micturated upon in this fair city, I have to compensate the person? Come on, man. I'm not trying to scam anybody here. Uh, you know, I, I'm just... Uh... You're just looking for a handout like every other... Are you employed, Mr. Lebowski? Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Yeah, so it's a wacky tale of mistaken identity. Jeffrey the, the dude. dude. Lebowski, played by Jeff Bridges. Everyone's favorite dude. Um, he's an LA slacker with an affinity for bowling and white Russians, which <laughs> what we were talking about earlier, we we're are drinking. drinking courtesy of me. Yeah. <laughs> we're drinking the dude's drink of choice. The Caucasian, the AKA Caucasian. the white Russian. Wow. Literally me Caucasian, drinking Caucasian, AKA while being a Caucasian. <laughs> oh, you're not a Caucasian. I'm not, I'm not at all actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, they, uh, he's mistaken by two thugs for a disabled millionaire who's also named Jeffrey Lebowski whose young wife owes their boss money. After the dude is roughed up Bunny. and has his uh, precious rug peed on, <laughs> he seeks out his namesake for reparations for said soiled rug. Uh, this leads him down a rabbit hole, and he finds himself entangled in a strange series of events involving nihilist, adult film producers, ferrets, severed toes, and a large sum of money. Mm. And somebody's dirty underwear. Yeah, dirty one <laughs> undies, dirty undies. Um, I did say severed toads, right? Toads. Toes. You said toes. Toes. Severed yeah. toes. Yeah. Um, this is just John's first white Russian, by the yeah, way. Yeah, sorry. I'm about to make myself another one. Well, severed toes. Um, did you did you bring a severed become, toe? No, we become the snack podcast. Ah. So oh, hello. I got the closest thing that you can find. Yeah. It could be like a severed toe. We're back to the cocktail sausages, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out, corn. Not an ad. Not an ad. <laughs> Definitely not an ad. But if, but also there's an ad. Uh, if you want an ad, here's with, an add-on for oh, the cocktail sausages. Have we got some Amy's up in here? Oh. <laughs> We've got... Um, <gasps> oh, the dip! Because I've got a trifecta of Tex-Mex dip, so we can ignore the uh, white, gooey fucking sour cream stuff. Which I will still is. eat anyway. Yeah, you can still eat it. But if you dip one end of this uh, corn sausage into the red one and then it you dip the other like end blood. into the guacamole it'll look like the no nail polish because it's green oh my god yeah oh my god look at this oh my god john you're a genius we've got bunny lebowski's toe the bunny lebowski that's what this you is got called. the bunny lebowski mm. i think okay. we need to take a photo of that yeah <laughs> we will later yeah okay cocktail yeah. sausage and guac is a really weird combo it is but but i'm know, enjoying it we had to do something fun <laughs> for the snacks. Mm. All right, everyone. All right. Hope you're enjoying this because <laughs> this is all we got. <laughs> we did not plan anything. No. <laughs> we're, we're sort of abiding. No we're pun abiding. intended by the dude's yeah. ways. So um, before we really get into the mm -hmm. 
the, um, inflammation. Uh, what do you, what's your opinions of The Big Lebowski? This is one of my favorite films yeah. ever. Yep. Yeah. I rewatched it this morning, even though I didn't really need to because I, I didn't wasn't finish. That long I ago. watched it this morning, but I didn't finish but, it. But God, it's just, it's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like from start to finish, a perfect movie. It's a really strong cast as well. Yeah, it's so good. Um, the film, it was written and directed by uh, Joel and Ethan Cohen, yeah. the Cohen brothers. And, uh, you know, they actually did uh, have the screenplay written with Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Steve Buscemi, and Sam Elliott all really? in mind. Yeah. Like, they knew what they wanted when Way they made Way to this go, film. getting your first choice. Yeah. Because um, I think Jeff Bridges apparently didn't, at first he was a bit iffy if he mm-hmm. wanted to do it. But, like, when he read the script, he was kind of like, dude, did you guys, like, hang out with me in high school? Because <laughs> like, like, this is exactly him. what I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, I every now every time I think about Jeff Bridges, not only do I think of this film or R.I.P.D., but I think about <laughs> um that Amstel beer ad that he does before um some film sometimes where he plays an actual bridge in Amsterdam because his name is Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, I about <laughs> and that. I think yeah. that's the funniest. Like, <laughs> it makes me so happy. Yeah, but yeah, no, I love this film. It's one of those films where like um I grew up being really into bowling. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. um so. Like watching this was really cool. Just yeah. being like, oh, you can make movies about people that like to bowl. Oh, like it was this and maybe like Buffalo 66 where I was like, oh, you can shoot in a bowling alley? Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not like a mi- there's not many like bowling films that are just no. like really beautiful. And yeah. Make bowling look awesome. Like this film makes bowling and it also makes a really like. If you were at that bowling alley, it probably mm. would be just really grimy. Yeah. But my God, it makes that bowling alley look, look really pretty. amazing. Yeah. Like, and that goes a lot to like, well, one, that. artistic vision of the Coen brothers, mm. but also Roger Deakins. Yeah. My God. One of my favorite King. cinematographers. Oh my God. He's so good. Like this film like was one of, I don't know, 12 collaborations that he's done with the Coen brothers. Can you believe that he yeah. shot um, The Big Lebowski and then shot Blade Runner 2049? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we Same love a range. And can you believe that with all the films that he's done, mm. that it took him until Blade Runner 2049 yeah. to win, win an Oscar, Oscar which yeah, is unbelievable. Ridiculous. Like this film alone, which it didn't get any love. It was, uh, I mean, The Big Lebowski was like a cult hit. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't a big, big hit. Um, I think mainly because the Coens had just done Fargo. And yeah. And the Coens have a history of doing these films like they'll they'll like do some really awesome films and like if you're a Cohen fan you're gonna love like all the films like I love a lot of the films that a lot of people did hate. you like Hell Caesar I uh, really liked it I really <laughs> liked it but I felt like there was a it needed another half hour yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt like there was too much crammed in to a 90 minute film if yeah. they let it breathe for another half hour like it would have been amazing I think yeah because it was it almost felt like, oh, here's our friends on parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, it was fun. There was a lot of fun bits mm-hmm. with that. But I think it, like, it definitely needed more time. And yeah. No one would have complained because it wasn't even that long of a yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, you know, Burn After Reading, a lot of people just, I've Didn't heard a lot like of people film. not like that film and I love it. Yeah. I think it's really I still funny. Seen, I still haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah. It's so really I good. Check that out. Um, but yeah, they just done Fargo. Fargo, like, you know, is a Academy Award winning yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. And the Coens have a history of doing that where they'll like do a couple cool films and then they'll do this heavy, heavy film mm-hmm. that just gets a lot of love at the Oscars and stuff and wins like 
They'll either, do the like, awards bait, yeah, but yeah, and then like the next year they'll follow it up with like a, a film that people are really excited about because it's a new Coen Brothers yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it just leaves them sort of like, oh well, this oh, wait, isn't what? Fargo. Yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. No Country for Old Men. I was like, like this is not it. Yeah, but, can you believe that yeah. Fargo, No Country for Old Men, and Big Lebowski are all just like <laughs> you can say them all in the same breath. Yeah, and you can connect them. But yeah, no, Big Lebowski is one of those things where um like I felt like growing up, I obviously should not have been watching it. Yeah. But um, I obviously it, it stuck with me, and I grew to love it. And then I realized that um, at least because I came from obviously like I came from like a film school background, mm-hmm. and when people talk about the Coen Brothers, yeah, now they talk about Fargo, they talk yeah. about No Country for Old Men, and this is kind of like, oh yeah, that's the funny one they did. And I was like, <laughs> it's, it's still really yeah, good, and you're missing yeah. some points there if you just yeah, think it's if you just think it's a just, funny one, just a comedy yeah. film, you're like missing out because. The the thing is, this film is uh, influenced by the detective fiction of Raymond Chandler. Uh, so it's got a lot of similarities to The Big Sleep, which is uh, starring Humphrey Bogart. Um, I love that film yeah. with Lauren Bacall. Yep. yep. Yeah, I and, love that film so um, much. Let's, let's do these. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to put my mic down another, and I'm going to yeah. bartend. <laughs> We're just gonna take a quick break right here, and we're gonna you get. Keep talking. We're gonna get a. Uh, Are you gonna put some ASMR? Yeah, we're gonna have some ASMR. Listen to this. We're just. making us another white Russian, so just listen. Oh, that sounds good. It yeah, it sort of lifts a lot of that narrative of a of a old detective fiction. Uh, it's a classic, you know, noir film, really, uh, but set in modern day LA. Uh, well, modern day in the 90s. And I'd say um, the most yeah. reluctant um, participant in a noir film I've ever seen in the history of cinema. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. he's so technically out of place. Yeah. And that's what's so fun to watch. Like, yeah. clearly yeah. he was, you know, wrong place, wrong time, wrong name. Yeah. Like, you know. Which works really well because when the film starts, you have the narrator who's, who is lovely. Uh, Sam Elliott's voice is amazing for this uh, role of the narrator. And he shows up at the end of the film as well. And you actually get to see him and he's the cowboy. Um, But yeah, he, uh, yeah, like he just basically calls like Jeff Lebowski, the dude, he calls him the, the, the man of his time. He's the man. Well, he's a man. If it, it, you know, if it's nicely though that we, um, that we're talking about another noir film. Obviously, this yeah. uh, is screening a, again, again this year. Because, we do it all the time. Yeah, we show actually. it all the time. We and we will be serving white Russians. Yeah, yeah, we will do. Um, we'll it'll be, be on Caucasians. Saturday this Saturday mm-hmm. night. Um, we're showing Saturday the Big Lebowski. So, but yeah, it it shows a lot. And recently, it's shown because we were doing our Philip Seymour Hoffman season. Yes. Philip Seymour Hoffman's amazing in this. Oh, is, yeah. Is he's Brandt. my favorite. Uh, he's so funny. He's so good. Um, I love that scene where Bunny is like uh, to to the dude. He's like, oh, I'll suck your dick for a thousand dollars. And then um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah, yeah, is losing it. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, no, but he can't watch because then you're going to have to pay a hundred. And yeah. I was like, oh, legend. He's oh. just like, oh, oh, he's like, oh, oh, we love, we love, yeah, we love her. She's here. so, she's so, he like com- backhanded compliments her, yeah. and I'm like, Ugh. I think the okay. best thing about Brant is that he like actually is one of the few people in the film who actually shows the dude enough respect to actually to call, call him the dude, him the dude yeah, yeah. which is great. Um, so yeah, in the end of the day, his boss, the uh, the big Lebowski, mm-hmm. is a bit of an asshole, but at least he's he's good. He's a good guy. Um, but yeah, it's fitting that we would show this 
because it is a noir film, uh, it's kind of become what is called a slacker noir a, or yeah. stoner noir. Because the dude is literally the inspiration behind so many people in our age bracket, yeah, I think, definitely. to live their lives a certain mm-hmm. way. Um, well, I, well I, I mean, obviously I love this film, but I feel like if I, this situation is my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like mistaken identity, what an absolute work, like absolutely my worst nightmare. And to have a friend like Walter, who's somebody (laughs) who completely an extreme from who you are, but also will not listen to you. Yeah, yeah. My worst nightmare. Literally every time that scene comes up where he's like, we're going to switch the, we're going to switch the, because he's like, this is my underwear. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. Like if this ever happened, I take the ringer, take the ringer. I was like, no, 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 (laughs) no. I would always have that secondhand embarrassment creep in because you feel for the dude so much being like, he deserves better than this. Also, what are you, why are you, I didn't ask you to help me. This is just a me thing. Stop it. Yeah. Like the dude is just like, he just wants to get by and he's just got like, so many people just kind of coming into his life causing him issues and he's just trying to he's just trying to be the dude he's, he's just trying he's to be like, the dude. he's a simple man and i think that's a really good philosophy yeah. to live by just be like i'm just yeah. trying to abide i'm yeah. just trying to be myself he likes, and everything he likes is trying bowl. To, yeah, he, he likes, likes his bowl. white russians yeah. he likes to drink a beer here and there he likes to smoke some weed and he likes that and his likes, carpet isn't covered in piss yeah, let yeah. the man live yeah but um, then it's a good analogy for being like oh yeah if you <laughs> like no matter how you're sort of trying to be yourself, life will throw shit at you. Yeah, yeah. But and then also you'll you get, can get caught up in it. Yeah, like, completely. Even when oh, yeah. it's against your your, your nature. natural yeah. instinct to not get caught up in stuff like that. Because he's always like, yeah, dude, just chill out, man. Hey, chill out. Oh, I'm pretty chill. separate. I love that um, bit where I hate watching it as well because I get that whole thing of like, oh, fuck you, Walter. Just fucking stop. <laughs> it was when I think Smokey bowled. And oh, then, that's Yeah, I love that scene. scene. And uh, then Walter's just like, your, your toe is over the line. Like, it's, over the just line! Like, it's over the line. Does anyone care about the rules? Yeah, it's like, mark it as zero. Mark it as, don't mark it an eight. Don't. And then he pulls his gun out and goes ape shit. But then I love that Smokey just kept looking to, to the dude being like, come on, man. He's your friend. Yeah. Come on, man. You're like the moral sort of middle ground here. Like, come yeah. on. And I was like, that's, that's, the dude is the dude you want to be. Yeah. John Goodman, though, as as Walter, is amazing. Incredible. He's so good. And this is apparently his favorite film that he's ever done, Aww, which is great. Like, that's he great. just loves it. Um, I think, like, Jeff Bridges really appreciates, obviously, the, the, the film and the role as well, or else he wouldn't participate in so many things that he's done over the years. Like, uh, like just this past year, this past uh, Super Bowl. I was Bowl, about to bring this up. Yeah. yeah. They had the. The, the Super Bowl ad, Super with Bowl ad, where they kind of brought the back the dude yeah. with Carrie, right? Carrie Bradshaw from yeah. uh, Sex in the City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was a weird easy. crossover. Yeah, I remember, I remember when the teaser came out, um, and I was on shift with a couple of other staff members, and we were just like, "Oh my god, did you see? Is it a sequel? Is it?" And then yeah, we were like, yeah. "This is a Super Bowl ad. Damn it!" <laughs> it was a very big letdown. Yeah, sure. it was really underwhelming. But anyway, the dude he was based on independent film promoter Jeff the Dude Dowd who uh, helped the Coen brothers secure distribution for their first film, Blood Simple, which is mm-hmm. awesome if you've never I seen it. I still haven't it. seen it, it's but so I was, yeah. Frances McDormand's amazing in it. I love her. Yeah, and that's, uh, I don't know if that's how they met, like, because, you know, she's married to Joel Coen, uh-huh. um, but I I don't know if they met on that or if uh, they were already together before, but anyway, that's like, you know, early days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like his fictional counterpart, Dowd is a member of the, he was a member of the Seattle Seven, 
and he uh you know takes a very casual approach to grooming and his uh his attire and stuff mm. so uh yeah so there's that scene where the, uh the dude in Maud he's played by uh Julianne yeah, Julianne, Moore. yeah Julianne Moore. I amazing. love Maud yeah I love Maud um, she's a icon she's the daughter of the, the elder Lebowski yeah. The older and the she doesn't really appreciate her father's uh, way of life and everything. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, she kind of yeah. resents Bunny. Yeah. And but uh, she she's in bed with the dude. She basically yeah. tricks the dude into getting to bed to yeah. uh, like basically just uh, impregnate her yeah. so that she can have a child. And she doesn't want anyone yeah. to raise. It. I think that's pretty funny. It's pretty, really like, funny. It's like a cool. It's like yeah, whatever. She knows what she wants. She's getting what she wants. But and, it's also that whole thing. Yeah, of, yeah it, the dude gets roped into these situations wherein he's not serving himself at yeah. all, and. He doesn't really stop it. Either. He doesn't really stop it either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets caught up in it. Like in hindsight, everybody I know that's like, oh my god, yeah, I love the dude. I want to live like the dude. I yeah. know several people with Big Lebowski mugs that are like, I kind of mm. live by that. And I'm like, oh no, no, I get it because yeah. you will also not stop things happening. To yeah, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's that famous scene though where they're in the bed right after they've uh, had coitus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coitus Lebowski. Coitus. <laughs> Do you like coitus? Uh, where so she's much. she's asking him like what does he do and he starts railing off all these things yeah like, and he starts talking about how he's in the seattle seven and stuff which is like yeah it's just really weird so they actually nicked that from the real guy he also at one point he tells uh maud that he was once a roadie for metallica <laughs> on their uh which, speed of yeah their speed of sound tour and refers to the band. This film is uh, so well written. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. He refers to the uh, band members as a bunch of assholes. And apparently Metallica themselves were pretty flattered by that to be referred mm -hmm. to in a Coen Brothers film with uh, Kirk, Kirk Hamlin actually uh, <laughs> noting in an interview that they tried to think of a way to incorporate that scene into the tour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, uh, Metallica, they, they're quite known for showing like yeah. film things on tour. Yeah. Like they had the good, bad and the ugly thing yeah, yeah. that they come out to. Which Speaking I of like featuring film things in this film, like I love the sequences where it just reminds me of those movies from the 40s where they have like all the it's a fucking I think it's a dream sequence or he was drugged or something mm. where um it was when he met what's his face? Um, Jackie that rich Treehorn. guy, yeah, yeah. Jackie Treehorn, the and then porno yeah, 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 promoter. and then um. It cuts to um, Jackie Treehorn presents um, the dude in Maud, yeah, logged, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "This is this is incredible." Yeah, this is those scenes fantastic. are those scenes are amazing. Like, I mean, that goes to show, like, that goes back to uh, also, the dream yeah. sequences, like the Roger Deacon. Deacon is um, a genius. Oh god, like those shots, particularly in the first one, the first dream sequence yeah. when it uh, when it uh, goes into the man and me, with yeah, Bob yeah, yeah. On, and you have like. The bowling ball. Yeah, that's just in. like, oh, it just looks like he's in the bowling ball, and that's such a cool shot. It's and a I cool think they shot. use that like a barbecue, oh, one really? of those like skewer things okay. or whatever on the camera. Yeah, it was really weird. Like, um, yeah, and it was just, just rolling, rolling around. And then they like use CGI to make it look like a finger hole um, over <laughs> top of the lens. Uh, and also a lot of those other scenes in the bowling alley, which are also amazing, like when the bowlers are bowling, um, particularly in the opening title sequence. Yeah. Uh, they used apparently RC cars, I think, like to get those shots and stuff. Okay. Like those really low shots. Okay. And it was just, uh, they're so good, though. I mean, that's what I meant like earlier when I was talking about how good they made yeah. a bowling alley look. You yeah, know, the yeah, yeah. shot where the dude who 
is like spraying down all the um, shoes. The yeah, guy yeah, is sort of yeah. looks like Saddam Hussein. <laughs> so, I <laughs> and, love that. Yeah. <laughs> so and those sequences are amazing too, but particularly the second one. Yeah, um, the second one with Maud, I think yeah. is fantastic. Because then that's that the happen. thing that, that's a Colin Brothers thing. Yeah. That's the thing they're good at. Yeah. Like they're really good at like taking little bits and they're so detailed. Yeah. Like every little bit that you saw in that sequence, you mm -hmm. should watch it again and then like think about the film. Those things that happen in, in the uh, sequence are all from earlier in the film. Mm -hmm. Like Maud's uh, bowling ball, yeah, 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 like yeah. Uh, brassiere sort of thing that she's That's wearing. Incredible. That's like, there's that two golden- That's an outfit. Yeah, there's two golden bowling balls, I think behind Walter yeah, at yeah. one point in the film. Like there's just so many characters and things in the film. I Love. And like that happened that it reoccur yeah. and it's just like attention to detail is amazing. I just yeah. um I remember like as I was rewatching it this morning, I saw that um Jackie Treehorn's house reminded me a lot of um Lucy Liu's dad's house in Charlie's Angels. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, is that the same house? But I will look this up. Um, but um sure. I love Donnie. I love Yeah, God, uh, we gotta talk about Donnie. Donnie is the best. I love, that bit. I love that bit where they were talking about yeah but Lennon said and then he was like um, I'm, I'm a walrus yeah I'm, I'm a walrus I'm a walrus <laughs> like this bitch yeah well I guess we can He's get into wise. like some of the quotes and stuff because Donnie yes. gets a lot of abuse in the film he does for baby apparently Donnie like, I read this I don't know if it's true but mm -hmm. like, apparently they decided to do all the shut the fuck up Donnie <laughs> because of how much uh Steve Buscemi's character talked mm. in Fargo. Oh, and he was yeah. such a like chatterbox and yeah. stuff. And you know, even with Peter Stormore, who's yeah, in yeah. this film as well, um, uh, or Stormare. Stormare? Peter Stormare. But this like is he's another in this name film as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> you know, there's that famous scene in Fargo where they're in the car. And yeah. He's like, ah, oh, you don't say much, do you? It's <laughs> like, it's annoying him so much. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. So yeah, you know. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Shut the fuck up. I'm I, yeah. like, yeah, no, um, I'm the walrus. Got me. Yeah, that's so good. So it, it, like, yeah. I was just in fits. I just remember, I love, oh my God, he's so fucking ridiculous yeah. and he's so fucking stupid. He's my favorite so bit is like when Donnie comes in and like, uh, he's like, who pissed on your rock? <laughs> <laughs> and then like, What's Walter's gonna... just like, were you listening to the dude's story? <laughs> and he was like, I was bowling. <laughs> and then Walter's right, just like, so... You have no frame of reference here, Donnie. You're like a child that wanders in the, the middle movie? of a movie and wants to know, you're out of your element, Donnie. I love that. Forget yeah, you're like a child so who wanders into the middle. Yeah. I love that phrase. Yeah, so good. That's so relatable, too, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. so many people that yeah. just like butting into something. Oh, like, completely. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Some other, some other really good lines. Um, obviously, there's the, uh, you see what happens, Larry? Do you see what happens, Larry? Do you see what happens, Larry? When you fuck a stranger in the ass. ass. Yeah, I love that when you fuck yeah. a stranger in the ass. All right, so in the clean version for television broadcast, uh, the famous line is, uh, this is what happens. Find when a you stranger find, in the Alps. <laughs> when, you, when you find a stranger in the Alps. What? <laughs> this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. You're fucking skiing and you find a stranger. This, this is, is what, what happens, happens, Larry. Larry. Good yeah. God. Uh, that's also my worst nightmare yeah. I think <laughs> finding the stranger in the Alps yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, also the no having um, John Goodman scream that at me oh god yeah he's terrifying he's in this film. terrifying in this it's one of those yeah. things where like you feel I've like I've said this earlier but like I feel both secondhand embarrassment and yeah. absolute 
terror every time Walter is about to do something. Yeah. Not even when he does the thing. It's when he's about yeah. to do something. Because you know there's no changing his mind. And I think characters like that are so fascinating to you, but also the most <laughs> yeah. terrifying because yeah, they're just, just unmovable. Fucking wild cards. Completely. Yeah. But he's a wild card in the way that's like, oh, you know this guy is apeshit. Yeah. Like, you know he's going to go crazy, but like... <laughs> Do you Please want him don't. on your side? Though? No, this is the thing. I don't want to be on his bad side. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I do not want to be associated with you because him on your team. I don't want to end yeah. up like the dude. <laughs> yeah. Like Walter. All right. So, all right. Let's think about 2019 vision. <laughs> all right. So the dude is still the dude. The dude is still the dude. The dude is still like, yeah. I feel like the dude is like, he's on the right side of history. Completely. He's uh he's still out Completely. there taking it easy for us all. Yeah. And that's the, the dude, beautiful thing about the dude. Yeah, the dude mm-hmm. and Ruth Bader Ginsburg are up there as legends. Walter? No, did not age well. <laughs> Walter did I not. Love age Walter well. I love Walter. I love Walter as a character. But Walter love, would probably I love have like John a, Goodman as oh Walter God. and he's so yeah. amazing. And I'm gonna go into a little bit more of G- the background of Walter in a mm-hmm. second because it's funny. But uh Walter Walter is yeah. mm-hmm. Today's day and age. No, he would have a. He's a right wing. He would have a Twitter with an egg um, avatar of his of a close up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His double chins. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely he's a Trump supporter. Yeah, he watches Alex Jones. Yeah, he probably has his own (laughs) podcast where he pretends to be Alex Jones. The frogs, um, (laughs) the water, the Florida and the water make the frogs gay. Maybe Walter Um, in an alternate universe just actually becomes Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I see it. He has his own like very right wing uh, radio station. He's also, he's very, like he's that kind of personality wherein like obviously we don't agree on things but you are quite you take up a lot of space and you're loud and yeah. you like at the forefront, which is mostly what a lot of, I think more, I wouldn't say famous, but like, yeah, more famous right wing mm-hmm. activists or personalities are like, yeah, like yeah. They're, they're quite overpa- overbearing in that way. And I think Walter has that, Yeah, yeah. but he's also just like really fucking dumb. <laughs> so yeah. I love that when they're, when they're like, <sighs> what was it? Are they spreading ashes at the end of the day? Oh God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, in the that's, Folgers can, which is even in funnier. the Folgers can. Cause poor Donnie, <laughs> Uh, Donnie sweet bl- prince bit the dust surfing the beaches from La Jolla uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was such a ridiculous movie sweet prince <laughs> sweet prince <laughs> but anyway yeah they're they're at the ends and they've they got their their can yeah, and Walter just like without fail decides to just link everything to Vietnam yeah <laughs> I think about Walter that's funny is that he um he has his wife's his ex-wife's dog. Oh, I love that way. And was he's like, converted uh, the, to Judaism yeah, for the, her. The dude is like, if I had an ex-wife, I wouldn't uh, babysit her dog, yeah. but her and her boyfriend go to Honolulu. And yeah, I was like, Why don't yeah. you board it? <laughs> why don't you board this it? This is a show dog, dude. It has papers. It has papers. <laughs> it has papers. <laughs> Visa watch. Um, the dog has papers, dog has but papers. John and I do not. Yeah, we do not. No, I just, I'm just reading your notes. And those funny characters is Jesus, and I was like, oh my yeah. god, I forgot about. We got to talk about. I remember Jesus. it. It's John Turturro, right? John Turturro. Oh god, yeah. that's a bit dicey, isn't it? What a character! What a character! Funny as hell, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that introduction yeah. as well with uh the gypsy king's version of hotel california yeah i was literally about to say i like i forgot that hotel california was in this and i forgot that it was in spanish yeah, yeah oh my yeah. god but i loved um now watching it again i love um there's this one shot of the back of jesus's head and you see sort of his hair like in curls but then his hair net over it and yeah. then i realized is his hair net like acting as his ponytail 
I think it is. And I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad. So apparently John Turturro like came up with a lot of the a lot of the stuff for Jesus. Like I love that. Oh, he like, he's like a fleshed out. He's like a sex offender, right? Mm. And then the first thing he says to like the dude and Walter is like, we're going to fuck. <laughs> and I was like, that's so fucking funny. Yeah. There's that scene, that scene after um, the whole Shabbos thing. Oh. It's like Walter's converted to Judaism mm-hmm. and he doesn't roll on Shabbos. <laughs> Watch Shabbos. It's Shabbat. 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 Shabbos. Shabbos. I don't drive on Shabbos. Shabbos. I don't, Take a ride on Shabbos. No, sure, shit, don't roll on Shabbos. Like that scene where uh, Jesus comes up to him and he's just like, he's like, hey, what's this shit about Shabbos? <laughs> he's like, it's okay. I was gonna fuck you on Saturday. Now I'll fuck you on Tuesday. <laughs> and that's just so funny because they just did a whole thing where they set up his backstory. Oh yeah, he's a registered sex offender and he has to tell everybody in his neighborhood. Eight-year-old. Eight-year-old. He's like, yeah. It's like he exposed himself to an eight-year-old. That's one of my favorite lines. Just like Jesus comes up and he's like such a badass in a way. Like his his whole And then you're like, oh no. He's like such a badass. And he just like, he's so funny. And then you hear this whole story. And then it's just like like, him talking shit to the dude and Walter. And then like two seconds later, he's just like, eight-year-old, dude. dude. Uh, my favorite line in the whole film though is fuck it dude let's go bowling that's my like that's the only time where Walter is more dude than the dude yeah and it's one of those things where I think the dude needed to to be reminded of who he is yeah because Walter even actually tells him at one point you're being very undude you're very very undude dude (laughs) but yeah that's I use that line so much in life like anytime (laughs) someone's like you know down about something and I just like look at him and I say, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Fuck it, dude. Let's I go think bowling. that's just a good way to live, man. Just the dude in general. Like, I think that's a good, he's a yeah. awesome character. Like, someone that I would love to be like mm-hmm. in life. Um, I know I'm married and stuff. And like, I don't really like tick all the dude boxes. But, you know, I, I'm kind of dude-esque. You know, I say man a lot. And uh, yeah, you don't like it when people pee on your rug. I don't like it when people pee on my rug. Yeah. So. Apparently, the dude says man 147 times in this film, which <laughs> is course. nearly one and a half times a minute. Of course. And uh, I say man a lot. You do. Uh, and you do. You I do actually man. got made fun of. Really? Actually, the the night that kicked off all the. Uh, the, uh, the yeah, which I still know. No one said. Nobody on the podcast, said it. So, yeah. yeah if Nobody's you, caught This is a callback to. to Nobody's like, also called you that maybe? in a while, yeah. though. I think yeah. it's died out. It's died. Uh, also, there's 292 f bombs that are dropped in the film, <laughs> so that's why we've probably been cussing a little bit more in this episode. Um, and I cuss generally yeah. every episode. Yeah. It's just you that's trying to keep the PG. Yeah, try not to do it too much. But um, this is a little funny bit though. Apparently, before filming a scene, Jeff Bridges would frequently ask the Coen Brothers. <laughs> Did the dude burn one out on the way over? <laughs> and if they said he had, then he would rub his knuckles in his eyes. Oh my god! So he'd look stoned yeah. in his eyes. Oh, it's so good. Like so good. that's that's literally like the extent of commitment. The, well, the extent of like the directing that yeah. you need it because yeah. he's so good. Jeff yeah. Bridges is amazing. Yeah, he is the fucking dude. I was just about to say, yeah. like, yeah, like I'm gonna try. Like, I want to live more like the dude, but I also think people. F- 
forget when they're like oh I identify with him a lot like you know huge stoner culture this that or the other but I think people forget that the dude is a man that understands consequences yeah and people overlook that because he's this laid back I'm gonna go with it I'm just gonna drink and I'm gonna smoke mm -hmm. up whenever I want but I think people forget that there is some sense of like responsibility for yourself that he has yeah that I think respect the most about him Real quick, we should talk Real about the, the nihilists. Oh my God, um, yeah. Because the nihilists are great. So a lot of this film just revolves around like uh, the dude just being locked up in a weird mistaken identity sort mm -hmm. of thing. And, uh, you know, he ends up working for the big Lebowski that he was, uh, that he was mistaken for mm -hmm. to, to... To right his wrongs. To basically go and try to find his... His, his wife, wife yeah. Bunny, who's been kidnapped, kidnapped, quote unquote, and he has to go take some money. He gets paid, uh, like, oh, how much did he say? 50, 20 grand, 20 grand or yeah, something like then, that from then, the big Lebowski. Yeah, but everyone's Maud, giving him a lot of money. And then Maud offers him like a hundred thousand yeah. if he gets the money back. Yeah. So it's nuts. There's just like so many like ins and outs of it all but there's these nihilist guys that are involved in it all which they actually are friendly with bunny yeah they know Bunny. so they know bunny but anyway they're led by peter stormare who i've uh, mentioned earlier there's another guy which i don't know his name but the famous uh famous character who's involved as well is flea from the red flea, hot chili peppers yeah uh so yeah if we want to call back to last week with heat yeah we had oh. um we had Henry Rollins in there. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Famous punk rock legend. Yeah. So we may as well go this week to another Flame. famous punk rock legend turned... Uh, Actor. <laughs> turned pop rock legend. Yeah. <laughs> Flea. Uh, he was in Fear back in the 70s and then he ended up doing, joining... Oh, yeah. Uh, ended up joining the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, but yeah, they, they were all a part of a German electropop band, these nihilist guys called Autobahn, Autobahn <laughs> which was a reference to uh, Kraftwerk. And on the album cover that Maud pulls out, they actually all look like Kraftwerk, like the way oh, they were dressed. Okay. And uh, Audubon was an album. Yeah, yeah, they did. That Kraftwerk oh, had. Ah, um, that's a nice yeah. little Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Walter, the, his character, this is pretty funny. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he's based on the Coen Brothers' friends, uh, uh, the friend of the Coen Brothers. He was a writer and director named John Milius. Uh, John Milius is a writer who wrote uh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. He also directed Conan the Barbarian. Yep. Uh, there's one more really funny film that he directed. I can't remember right now. But anyway, he's a pretty funny guy. But he's a bombastic right winger with an obsession of all things militaristic. And he's uh, got an enthusiasm for guns. Uh, his girth, his beard, his hairstyle, and his shades are all reflected in Walter's appearance. And if I show you this picture of him, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is Walter, right? That is like a spitting image. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, my God. He did... Um Oh, well, yeah, I could have done this easy. Yeah, Jeremiah Johnson, Jeremiah he wrote Jeremiah Johnson, Johnson, Johnson yeah. which is like... You had his IMDb page open this entire yeah. time. He did uh, Red Dawn. He he wrote and directed Red Dawn, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, Alcalips yeah. Now, we scroll down. Yeah. Scroll so down, his director down. credits. Mm. Basically, the big hitters are yeah. Conan and Red Dawn. Yeah. But yeah, he wrote Jeremiah Johnson, which mm. is one of my favorite films. But yeah, that guy is pretty funny. Uh, he looks just like him. I'll post a photo. Like but apparently, identical. apparently, there's this, a couple of other guys, which this is pretty funny when I was looking up. Uh, so there's a guy named Lou Abernathy who is a writer, and he was also a Vietnam vet. Much and like, um, much like Walter. Walter. 
Uh, and then he also had a pal who was a script consultant named Peter Xline. So apparently Xline is uh, the one who coined the phrase the, that rug really ties the room together. <laughs> uh, because he had the Coen brothers over for dinner and he moved into his house. He mm-hmm. had this rug in there and he was talking about it. And he was yeah. like, oh, that you rug. Know, the, that rug, I found it out in the in the trash, basically. There probably was, smells like piss. <laughs> it probably smells like piss, yeah. Maybe that's the reason why, because he found it in the trash, and that's why the Coen brothers had someone pee on it. But anyway, like uh, it was left out in the trash by the previous tenant, and uh, yeah, he decided like that's a really funny line, because the guy said that the rug really tied the room together. Uh, but also, apparently, those two guys, Abernathy and X-Line, um, like X-Line's car was stolen, and they apparently found a 14-year-old's homework in it. Ooh. And a Whopper wrapper. 14-year-olds, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they apparently actually went to the kid's house, like in the film. So oh, my God. This is where that scene Larry? came from. Yeah, this is where that scene came from. This is when Larry was And the born. kid apparently didn't actually steal the card. Yeah, of course. But And also, it didn't end with them smashing up. Yeah, yeah. But they did take the kid's homework in a baggie. Like a plastic bag, like, like they evidence. Did in the film. And uh, they <laughs> threatened ridiculous. the kids. Uh, and apparently, in the kid's house, his father was living on a hospital bed, just oh like my the God, Iron Lung. Just like, <laughs> whoa. Uh, the dude's famous line, The Dude Abides, it's a line. reference to Ecclesiastes uh, 1 4. One generation passes away, and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. And thus the dude does. Yeah. It's pretty much like how the dude can weather change. Yeah. And, uh, and the that's chaos the around him. Think, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's his whole essence. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, yeah, getting through it. All right. So let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah. It grossed about $5.5 million on his opening weekend. Ooh. And it grossed about $17 million in the United States, uh, just above its $15 million budget. Oh, okay. So it did okay. It you did know, okay. It made its money back. And yeah. then uh, worldwide, it uh, grossed. Uh, 46 million so you know that's like that's good the thing it was it was a bit of a had a bit mixed reviews like we were talking about yeah earlier. yeah people like, were like oh I'm, this isn't fargo especially at the time yeah. it might have been just like oh this is hit mm-hmm. or miss but yeah but since then it's gone on to become a huge cult classic yeah uh with midnight screenings across the world mm-hmm. super fans who call themselves the achievers <laughs> They quote along. Yeah, the basket yeah, they quote they quote along to like every word at all the screenings, and then even inspired in 2002 a Lebowski fest. Oh, this is when people a, start dressing up like. Yeah, this is a yearly festival. Rose. It was born in Kentucky, but it's blown up with all shoots all around the world. And apparently, there's one in London called the Dude Abides, and I want to check it out. I want to go. Um, act, like the actors from the films have attended. Like I was saying earlier, the, yeah. Like Jeff Bridges has appeared at a few of these over the years. Um. And they have basically an unlimited night of bowling in various co- uh, contests, including costume contests, trivia, and hardest and furthest traveled. Okay. <laughs> Which is pretty amazing. Uh, and it's also... <laughs> oh, I love this. ...created dudism. Oh, my God. So it's a religion that's uh, largely uh, devoted largely to spreading the philosophy and the lifestyle of the film's main character. The Church yeah. of the Latter-day Dude. Yeah, the Church of the Latter-day Dude. It was founded in 2005. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's an orga- organization that's o- ordained. I th- it says 220,000 here, but it, apparently it's actually 450,000 Dudist, Dudist priests, priests all oh over the world. Oh, my God. Can yeah, Dudist priests officiate weddings? Apparently they can. Or they can just take it easy for everyone. Yeah, they can easy for everyone. Uh, 
I just want to show you something though. Okay. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> okay, guys. What well, I've reacted so violently because Jonathan Foster, the man sitting next to me, has got a certificate of ordination from the Church of the from Latter-day, Latter-day Dude. Dudes. Oh I'm my an god. ordained uh, dudist. Dudist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Pulling out all the stops this week. Yeah. John, I will buy you a frame. And you have to print this yeah. and then frame it up in the office. Okay, I'll print it out. Yeah, like in a minute. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll. I'll get you I'll a frame. Post a photo. I'll of buy it. you a frame. It's official. I'm. I'm a oh dude. God, I'm a, a dude's priest. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's let's cheers to that. Yeah, cheers, cheers to me to being that. a dude's priest. You're not gonna get it. You're hitting my <laughs> mic, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a Judas priest. <laughs> No, fuck Judas Priest. It's better being a Judas Priest. The Judas Priest. I really don't know what it means, but I am Did one you have to now. take the test? Or did you just put your name in? That's no fun. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to become a, a Judas Priest. Priest, just go to dudism.com. Yeah. But I don't recommend you just doing it if you're not going to be a fucking dude, man. Yeah, you got to be, be a, a man, fucking dude. dude, man. You got to be a dude, man. man. You don't have to be a man, but it is really weird. You don't have to be a man, but you just apparently. Do, like there are women that are Judas priests. Yeah, but um, of course they didn't. I was reading that they just didn't. They didn't like the term dudettes. Oh yeah, no, that's weird. That we should just be dudes. Yeah, but I kind of like dudette. I think dudes and dudettes is kind of fun. I love. I um, but um, I, I think <laughs> dictionary this, doesn't like dudette. Yeah, I like. It. There was this line in Community I remembered because I was watching an episode the other day, and he was like, uh, uh, Joel McHale's character was like, a man has to have a code. I'm assuming there's a female equivalent, yeah. like a codette. <laughs> and that just made me laugh because it just reminded yeah. me of this. This is the news I kind of wanted to get to. So Ooh. the legacy of the film. I mean, we just got we just covered a lot of that. I mean, we're drinking White Russians. Yep. Uh, this has been fueled by White Russians. So <laughs> well, Jonathan, uh, is. it's been fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, John Turturro, 2016, he started to uh, oh my film god, a spin-off film oh I heard about this, starring his his character Jesus uh, uh, Quintana. Quintana, which is uh, called the Jesus Rolls. <laughs> but it's not only a spinoff. Oh it's actually god. an English remake of the 1974 film Going Places. Oh my god, this cast looks yeah. crazy. It's set to be released in 2020. You got Bobby, Bobby Ka- Cannavale. Uh, Cannavale. You got Audrey Tateau. You got Pete, Pete Davidson. Davidson. My boy, Pete Davidson. John Hamm. Yes. We got Susan Sarandon. Yes. And, and J.B. Smith. Smith. Oh my god. I love J.B. Smith. I love J.B. Smith. Last thoughts on The Big Lebowski. I love it. Incredible. It's Masterpiece. so good. Perfect film. Perfect. Awesome writing. Yes. Awesome acting. Yes. Awesome cinematography. Awesome, awesome cast. Like, Jesus. Yeah, everything about it is so awesome. Good. Um, so, yeah. Saturday, the 10th of August. Come on down, something. Showing at 545, yeah, Saturday, the 10th of August. Yeah. I so, wouldn't yeah. be able to make it, but please come on down. We come will be serving white Russians. Yeah, we will be. And yeah. you can get your drink on. You can get pretend your you're us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and enjoy the film. Yeah. Uh, so yeah yeah where can people find you Ari you can find me at Ariane and Indita I'm not going to spell it out because you should probably know by now on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram and where can people find you Jonathan you can find me at Tall for All T-A-L-L the number four A-L-L Tall for All and that's on Facebook Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and um, you can find us at the PCC Podcast mm-hmm. on Twitter and you can yeah. email us podcast at printstrasscinema.com if you ever have any questions gripes suggestions more things for us to drink and or eat on air mm-hmm. and you can also listen to us whenever wherever uh on itunes spotify stitcher all of that soundcloud hopefully future in the future we're gonna have uh youtube hopefully yeah uh, once you send me over all the stuff transcripts i have to transcribe Um, 
Yeah, which is going to be great because yeah. we want to make this really as accessible. accessible as possible. And uh, yeah, send us stuff. Send us stuff. Like, because I like reading stuff. Also, people. like, give leave us a review. Tell yeah, your leave friends. us a review. Tell yeah. your friends. Uh, we and want thank this you. podcast and to also, be a thing. Also, if you see, if you come to the cinema, say hi to Jonathan. Don't just say hi to me. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for saying hi to me. I appreciate if, it. But say hi to Jonathan. It, it, it'll <laughs> probably quite like it'll, it'll freak me out a little bit, but it, it will be kind of funny if you uh, if you ask for me if yeah. if you come in during the day. Is like, is Jonathan here? Seven. Yeah. And you say, is Jonathan here? I want to say hi. Yeah. If you do that, that would be really freak, weird. Yeah, it'll, it'll freak, freak me out. out. It would be it would really be really sweet. nice and really yeah. sweet. So, okay. um, but yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy this Big Lebowski chaos. <laughs> 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 But I mean, that's kind of the film in general. It's yeah. a bit of a chaotic film. And just, so, you yeah. know, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. Yeah, take it easy like the dude takes it easy. Yeah. Um, and just be like the dude. Bye. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.